Hi everyone, it's David. And before we get into the episode, I just wanted to say thank you for listening to What About Life from Indian Health Council. And I want to remind you that you can subscribe to this show via your podcast player. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify, really any of the podcast players that are out there, they have a mechanism for you to subscribe to a show. Just hit the plus button or the follow button or whatever subscribe button is available within your podcast player. And your podcast player will automatically let you know whenever we drop a new episode, which is usually Tuesday of every week of every month. Oh, and please leave us a review on your podcast player. Whether that's Apple or Google or Spotify, click a thumbs up or give us a five-star rating or whatever it is your particular podcast player does to show positivity. If you could show some positivity towards us, that'd be great. It helps in the algorithms and makes our show more available to more people. So you can help us with that. All right, let's get on with the episode. Thanks again. Hello, this is Dan Kalak, member of the Palma Band of Lusanyu Indians and the Chief Medical Officer for Indian Health Council over the past 19 years. Miriam, may we all wonder and be blessed by the energy created by the life around us, perpetuated and created from our ancestors and their ancestors for time immemorial. We recognize the Creator's hand is all that we see, feel, think, and do here on Earth and in our short existence. We treasure our time together and we wish each other peace, happiness, and long life. For love, health, time is all we have here on Earth. We relish our bodies, minds, spiritual being, and our consciousness, drinking in our reality with the ones we love and making a good place for our people is paramount. For our Earth, our animal brothers and sisters on Earth, the ocean, the sea, and the unseen that share our space, we treasure your existence. For our children we love, live, and last one more day, if not for ourselves, but for our generations to come forever now, on Earth, and to the universe end. Michonne Lovick. Welcome to the What About Life podcast. I am your host, David S. Dawson, Multimedia Coordinator for Indian Health Council. I'm sitting with the PEI team of... Good morning, I'm Jason Levine. Good morning, I'm Art. George Poas, aka Chewy. Is that Chewy? Did I do welcome, okay? Welcome. So if, if you're if you're Chewbacca, then does that make me Han Solo since I'm piloting the ship? Well, can you do it, Han Solo? Well, I can talk like Harrison Ford. Uh, I just gotta sound really angry and grumpy all the time. Uh. Well, well, you know why I did Chew, you know why I did a little Chewbacca, right? Because you're Harry? That would go to Jason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think Jason knows why. I don't think Jason knows why I'm doing Chewbacca, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Jason, you're not a Star Wars fan, right? No, no. I think I've only gotten maybe one paragraph when it first <laughs> came out. And then uh, um, maybe bits and pieces of I can just picture Jason sitting in a theater like, they want me to read? <laughs> oh, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. How do you come for that? I, I'm with all due respect. I'm not a Star Wars fanatic either, but but I understand what the day is. Yeah. So so this episode is going out on May third. It's the day before May fourth, which Star Wars fans affectionately call May the Fourth be with you. Um, and then the fifth they call Revenge of the Fifth. <laughs> so just so you know, <laughs> I know I, over the years I've heard many many of those May the Fourth be with you, but I've never understood what it was until I worked with a friend of mine. And they go to the San Diego, what's that, that San Diego uh, Comic-Con and that's all they do is Star Wars. Every bit of it. They make their own costumes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So that's when the first time I ever heard of it. And then I was like, wow, that's, this is, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, um, I'll share photos with you. I've been to Comic-Con as a Jedi. Um, Really? I've worn the robes and I carried the lightsaber and yeah, it it was fun. Yeah. It It was so much fun. (laughs) It's like Halloween for nerds. So. I know there's Halloween. thousands of people that attend. Yes, and every year it's a good it's a yeah. good. Uh, yeah, it's been it's tough the event. last couple of years because you know uh, for all of us nerds we haven't had our ability to go to Nerd Mecca, which, which is <laughs> San Diego Comic Con. But uh, it is going to be back this summer, and they're anticipating it being 
you know, back to normal size and normal uh, operations. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I myself have in fact been a panelist at comic con and I've signed autographs at comic con because when it comes to star Wars, I'm a massive star Wars nerd and I am a paid voice actor who's done the voice of Yoda. And in an upcoming film, I'm doing Yoda and Jabba the Hutt. So you got to do a little Yoda bit right now. I'm putting you on, on, Mm, on the spot you put me yes mm. <laughs> real good real good so this podcast we're we're, we're gonna um, a little bit different huh George we're shooting from the hip on this shooting from the hip we just saw Dave go into Yoda Yoda yeah. so he has to stay in character right <laughs> no, right so how's the mental health solve we're gonna relay uh, our topic to may the fourth be with you to what mental mental health yes okay yes, well there's a lot of there's a lot of so at its core, Jason, I'm going to educate you. At its core, Star and Wars, me too, please, with <laughs> all due respect, Star Wars is familiar. the classic hero's myth. Um, um, so George Lucas based it on the writings of uh, Campbell, who who wrote the Hero's Journey, and um, it goes back to like cra- classic like Greek mythology, um, Hercules, and and all those guys who who thought they were nobody discovered they had like the powers of the gods and then they have to make the decision of how do they use that power? Do they, do they save the innocents or do they turn bad? Right. And in star Wars, the cla- the classic films, the original three films that came out in the seventies and early eighties, Luke Skywalker represents that innocent uh, person who grew up. He was an orphan. Um, didn't know anything really about his father and his mother. Um, grew up on a farm, simple, simple life, but dreamed of bigger things, dreamed of going out there and doing huge things. And then as the universe often does, he gets swept up into an adventure Mm -hmm. where he loses everything that he had. So that simple life of his is, is torched. Literally. Um, he loses the only family he knows, and he runs off on an adventure with a mystical being. In this case, in Star Wars, it's it's the Jedi who are, um, they're like warrior monks, right? I think that's probably warrior. the best way to describe them, warrior monks. I like they that. wear the robes of, of, you know, the Holy Lands, and they carry laser swords. And that's a, <laughs> Star Wars nerds get all finicky about calling them laser swords. The lightsaber, right? Um And he runs off on this journey, and over the course of that journey, he discovers that the big bad of the universe, in this case, Darth Vader, who's introduced to us in a white-walled spaceship, he invades in dressed all in black. So he's a stark contrast to the white walls of the good guy's spaceship, right? And black, he's super tall, he's very powerful, he's got James Earl Jones's voice, so, you know... (laughs) He, he commands respect <laughs> and, and, um, it's discovered over the course of time that Darth Vader, the, the universe's ultimate evil in the, in the eyes of the, the population is in fact the father of the simple farm boy who didn't know his past. Mm. And he has the mystical monks who think he should do one thing, which is destroy his father to to restore um, peace and goodness in the galaxy. And he's got his friends who tell him to just run away and hide. You know, you, you know, if, if he is in fact your father, then leave this place is what um, his friend, Princess Leia tells him. And he chooses neither of those things. And he chooses to confront his father in the, who's, in the servitude of the emperor, who's like the ultimate evil in mm-hmm. the universe. So it turns out his father's really just a servant of evil. And he basically tries to win back the goodness of his father by an expression of love to him through what ultimately turns out to be a, the willingness to self-sacrifice himself rather than turn to the dark side 
and join his father there. And his father sees his son's ability to be stronger than he was at that same age when he succumbed to the evil and turned to the dark side. He sees the, the, the power and the, and the strength and devotion to care that his son has and makes a decision to follow him now and, and sacrifices himself to save his son. Um, that's like the first three movies in a really quick wrap up. Um, but it's the hero's journey. He chooses neither the advice that he got from his friends or his mentors and chooses instead to focus on love as a way of bringing back somebody who's a tortured soul and got lost along the way because his father was in fact one of those mystical monks once upon a time, but he lost his way in despair. As we discover in the next set of films, we discover he lost his way in a fit of despair um, as he lost his mother, as he was threatened to lose his wife um, in childbirth. And he was so desperate to avoid the pains of loss and the, and the pain of grief that he clung to anything and everything that could potentially prevent those things from happening. And in some ways in his inability to accept life at its face and trying to hold on to it too hard, he caused all those things to happen. Wow. That's really interesting. Uh, especially on the, the topic that we're, we're talking about this month that kind of relates to some of the things that we, uh, mental health may we're talking about and mm -hmm. what he went through as a child yeah, and the struggle and the pain and the hurt yeah, and the confusion. Yeah. So in the case of Darth Vader, his character is Anakin Skywalker. He grew up a slave boy on the desert planet of Tatooine and he was essentially rescued from his slavery by the mystical monks who saw that he had an in, innate power in the force, which is the power that the, the Jedi um, tap into. And so they took him from his mother and they took him from a life of slavery, but they took him away from his mother when he was like nine or 10 years old and put him into the monastery, essentially paired him up with another Jedi who grew up only in this monastery and, and doesn't have a lot of nurturing affection. Right? Which was who? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. So, and, and Obi-Wan Kenobi lost his mentor to one of these evil guys who killed him. And so it was so, just a cycle. So it's a cycle of, of loss and grief and pain. Yes. And the Jedi have a rigid code of no attachments. So even within their own order, they have affection, but they don't express love for one another. And they don't, mm. they don't, uh, they don't allow themselves to feel things too overtly for fear that you lose control of it. And in the loss of control in fear and anger and grief and pain, you're susceptible to turning to the dark side and becoming a, an evil monk called a Sith. And so the Jedi have kind of rejected all connection. They've rejected all, you know, outward signs of affection. They have friendship and kinship, but they don't have family, mm. right? So they take this kid away from his life of slavery, which was his baseline. That's all he knew. So, you know, is slavery a good thing or a bad thing? You know, that's all debatable. But what he knew was his mother and him existed together. He was happy with his mom. Slavery is a bad thing. Yes. But then he gets pulled away from everything he knows and he's thrown into this world where he has no family. He has a mentor who's grieving the loss of his mentor, <laughs> but doesn't know how to express it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's in charge of raising this kid and teaching him all the pow secret powers of the universe, <laughs> you know? And when Anakin grows older, he's rebellious towards the rigid dogma of this order and he rebels against and he wants to love, you know, because he had love as a child and he's constantly seeking it as he gets older. He's seeking it in the approval of his mentor who can't give it to him because he doesn't know how to do that. And he finds it in a senator um, named, named Padme who he knew as a child. And as he grew up, the two of them kind of grew up together. She was a few years older than him, but 
they kind of grew up together in this system. She's a senator. She's not supposed to be out of line either, even mm-hmm. though she's like a child. She was a child senator, and he's a child monk. And the two of them kind of grow up in, in the orbit of one another through this whole thing. And they kind of only have each other to reach out to, and they fall in love with one another, and they have a secret love that they don't share with anybody, <laughs> right? <clears throat> and that secret is always tearing him apart from his duties as a, as a Jedi and her duties as a Senator and the two of them wanting to have this thing that everybody tells them they can't have with one another. Mm. And it ends up like tearing the universe apart, which is love because they've came, they want, they've been craving it. Yeah. Yeah. It's more that nurturing that they're yeah. looking for that fit in. Where do I fit in? Right. And all but the dark, confusion. the dark side could be also related to or, co-occurring going towards um you know related to substance abuse right something that he looked for yes george is over there and he's looking over there I, <laughs> it's uh, it's it sounds super interesting to me because now now that i hear the story but um uh i want to watch it yeah i want to watch it <laughs> you, you know and i've watched it i've watched mm-hmm. i've watched it and, uh, several times and it I'm not a loyalist but I respect it I respect you guys that are loyalists definitely and I respect the art but now we're talking about it and there's a lot of things to bring this back into the mental health mm-hmm. context you know and knowing Dark Vader and uh, it sounds like you built a little empathy for him yeah yeah. And so in the original three movies, and I think this is one of the interesting things about how these movies were released is the original three movies take place kind of like in the middle of the story, right? Yeah. Darth Vader has already become Darth Vader. So he's to the in- initial viewer. He's just a f- cause he wears a mask. He's basically a faceless dark entity of evil. And that's all, you know, Luke gradually, helps you see that there was a person behind that mask and he helps that person see that there's still a person behind the mask and tries to help him understand it. And there's a beautiful scene in return of the Jedi where Luke goes to Darth Vader voluntarily hands over his lightsaber and and said, you know, here I am. And his father says, I knew you would come together. We'll take over the world, you know? And Luke says, I'm, I'm never going to join you on that trip. And I don't think that's actually what you want me to do. I still sense the good in you. And as his dad is like, that was a long time ago. That doesn't exist anymore. You know, he's in to complete denial that there could be any good left in him well, because think, he's been bad for so long. Well, I think good and bad is relative when it comes to his role as the father or as this great, powerful leader. Mm. And a lot of us could relate, I think, as being a father or a breadwinner or even a mother. For that being said, and the power that Dark Vader had, he had to have this presence. And for him to be vulnerable and show types, certain types of weakness like love, you know, it's scary to, or, or you actually feel like people will think you're weak, you know? And, and so he wanted to show his son this great power but at the same, because he didn't really understand love. Is, am I right? Well, he... Because he didn't he loved. Know, he didn't know. He, he didn't loved, really know but he love. didn't know how to love and balance the, love the rest that, of his life did, to it. The, mm. But the love that he knew love was, was really, like a drug to him at the time. But wasn't it really painful? The love that he knew it came with anguish and death and people. Died. Well, his mother, ultimately, he couldn't save her. He, yeah. he had premonitions that she was going to die. Yeah. Scared. He, he violated uh, his his oath and actually went to go try and save her, but he got there too late. Yeah. He got there just in time for her to basically die in his arms. Um, and so he, he carries a massive guilt that like with all this power that he attained as a Jedi and the foreknowledge that something bad was going to happen to his mother, he still couldn't save her. And so he had loss when he was pulled away from her. Then he has the grief of the inability to save her as a, as an adult when he went back to try and and take care of her. Um, and now that he's in love with Padme, and he has a premonition that she's going to die. Right, right. You know, he's like, "What good is all this power? What is good? What good is all the love? The the love if I'm going to lose them? 
And if, it, if it's so painful. <clears throat> yeah. And, and, you know, and I think that's, what's really interesting is, is that, that question of, of grief and loss is so such a core central part of the story of star Wars. Um, and you know, I've lost both my parents and in the last 20, 20 or so years, I basically lost somebody really close to me like every year for like 20 years and it's hard and it's, it's so that kind of grief from that kind of loss can be so all encompassing of everything in, in your identity and who you feel you are and where you feel your place in life is, especially the loss of like a parent or a spouse, because you, your identity is so wrapped up in those people. Absolutely. Right. Um, so I think it's, I think it's a fascinating journey, the star Wars stories into how we deal and cope with grief and loss. And do we turn that into a self-destructive behavior or do we find a way to turn it into an altruistic, I can take this pain and help others, you know, not feel it or, or help others feel joy. Well, let's, you know? let's have the conversation here yeah. about <laughs> may the fourth be with you and <laughs> in our, in our, in our uh, podcast, how is grief and loss relate to mental health or mental wellness, mental illness, you know, cause we do talk a lot about grief and loss in our field. Yeah. You know, absolutely. grief and loss is over almost its own area, mm-hmm. but how does grief and loss relate in, and and fit in or how, how is grief and loss related to mental, mental health or mental illness? I, I think a lot of people or a lot of our community choose, like they said, to just, or out to it. Don't, don't deal with it. Right. Um, especially, us as men, not talking just men, you know, we're taught, just hold it. Don't show no weakness. Don't be, right? Darth Vader, you can't show no weakness, right? Deal with it. Tough it up. Walk it out. Put some dirt on it. Walk away. And, right? then, and then what happens when, that, when we do that? Well, a lot of times when there's grief and loss, we, we choose <clears throat> or we've been taught um, n- not knowing how to deal with it. So in turn, we, we, we deal with it, not knowing, well, what is it? But at the same time, choose to go to something else that makes us feel better. Like going to the dark side. To the, yeah, yeah. Go to the dark side. Right. Which, yes. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, well, well, right. I guess we can call it, we'll call it, let's call it the dark side. Yeah. Yep. Drinking or, or, or uh, depression, mm-hmm. um, um, anger, rage, Yes. Uh, blame, guilt, you know, and, and those are, and those are all things that Darth Vader feels. And those feelings yeah. are normal. I'm not going to shame somebody that feels those. Yeah. Those are normal grief feelings, urges to drink, uh, uh, guilty feelings, you know, and those are things that I think need to be dealt with, you know, because like Darth Vader, I think he did rage mm-hmm. in certain ways and he did lash out and he was violent. Yep. As much as he was had his power under control, I think there was definitely times when he was he the mistakes he made. He did make a few mistakes, right? Oh yeah. And he did. I think he did out of anger and and rage. Am I right? Wasn't that what his downfall was? Yeah. Yeah. In the end, in the end, he felt repressed, and then he he had an inability to actually take control of the situation in the way that he thought he should be able to. And when he lost Padme and his children, cause he knew she was pregnant. Um, when he lost her, he lost his whole sense of self mm. and he, and he completely gave in to be the, the puppet of the emperor essentially. And, um, and I think in, in some ways you can look at it as like he was so grief stricken and so depressed at that point that he lost his own sense of self-worth, right? And and gave in to his worst impulses and led a life of darkness. Years yes. of years. Years of it. Mm-hmm. So the question is... And made everybody around him feel that suffering. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. So going back... David, you know, the, 
Star Wars um, guru here. If if my boy Darth Vader would have would have got that early intervention, <laughs> right? <laughs> if if Jason would have intervened <laughs> early at a young age, right when he saw those warning signs, yeah, it helped him out. Star Wars mm. might have had a different outcome, right? A different plot, a different um, tune. Indian Health Council has been empowering Native Wellness for over 50 years. We continue to do so with services like our mobile pantry, where you can receive free and nutritious food for you and your family. Join us at our Rincon facility on the second Tuesday of every month or on the fourth Tuesday of every month at our Santa Isabel location between 10 and 11 a.m. Upon arriving, you'll receive a variety of prepackaged dry goods and bulk produce. The mobile pantry is open to all families and community members. Both of our sites are following all COVID-19 health and safety guidelines as recommended by the CDC at this time. Upon arriving, please stay in your vehicle and wear a mask when coming to receive your food and practice safe social distancing. We look forward to seeing you at our mobile pantry and we thank you for listening to this podcast. Indian Health Council, empowering native wellness since 1970. Uh, my friends, they tried to get me to watch it, but I don't know the differences in the trilogy and the movies because they had shared with me, you got to watch number five or something to understand number one. You got to watch four, five, and six. Okay. Because those were the first three released. And then one, two, and three are the ones that came out in the late 90s, early 2000s. And then when Disney bought Lucasfilm, they did seven, eight, and nine. Okay, but the three movies are separate from the trilogy. No, the the everybody references the Star Wars trilogy as those first three movies that came out, oh, which, was which is four, four five, five, and okay, six. Okay, okay, now I understand yeah. it. But the first, but the first one is the re- is the Revenge of the Sith, right? No, that would be the third movie. Oh, okay. So if you if you want to go number one, if you want to go chronologically, number one from the story perspective, yes, it's uh, episode one, the Phantom Menace. Okay, and the the Phantom Menace is episode, who's the uh, the actor of the Phantom Menace? Uh, Jake Lloyd. Okay, played the young Anakin Skywalker. Okay, and he's the one that uh, who's the enemy? The the menace. Is who? Uh, you had Darth Maul and an unknown Sith at that time. Okay. Who was working in the background. Okay. And then, and then number two? Number two is uh, episode two, Attack of the Clones. And that's where the kind of big war first comes in. Okay. And um, that's where Anakin is now like 19 years old, 20 years old. And his mentor, Obi-Wan, is like 25, 26. And that's, Anakin is star, is Darth Vader. Darth Vader. And he's dealing with all these, he's got these grief issues, he's got issues yeah. going on. That's the episode where, where, where he's unable to save his mom. And there's episodes okay. where, where the, 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 uh, um, the force isn't helping him. And he's like, man, all this good is in dark side is strong. He, the dark side is the strong. Dark side is strong. Yeah. The, yes. So he's following the path of light. The dark yeah, side is strong. But he's still man. losing his mom. Yeah. Okay. Right. With all his power. The power that he has. With all this power he's attained over five, six years. And he's listening to all his hint that, or his mentors. You know, and, 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 and when he was a child in the first movie and he met the Jedi for the first time, he's like, you can do anything. You know, you can, you can cheat death, you know? And the Jedi who was Obi-Wan's mentor is like, if only we were that strong, but yeah, we don't control Matt, you know, we don't control that. Yeah. And, you know? Um, and it's interesting because a lot of what we see in our, in, in, in us uh, around that age, that young age, and right when we transition into like our twenties and stuff is when we start finding that disillusionment, we start, Hey, we might have a mental illness, you know, because we, at a younger age, something's definitely going on, 
but it's kind of ADD or or, or or we're going through hormones or maturity and 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 school and life and 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 he's just a kid being a kid. But once you get a little older, right into the twenties, when you dark got, side is there. Bro. Yeah, that's when you kind of like, okay, you can't get a job. What's wrong with you? You're not going to school. That's when you start being diagnosed, and that's when you start getting labeled. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and it's that interesting thing, like when you're young, the world is full of possibility, and and you hopefully and obviously everybody's got their own you know path that they take on life. But most children, I think, have a hopeful outlook of what their life will be, a hopeful outlook of what the world is. And as you hit those teen years and you start developing kind of the adult brain and seeing the world beyond your playground for what it is, mm-hmm. um, I think that disillusionment sits in. Yeah. And that's hard for a lot of people to take. And yeah. I think, I think for Anakin, he was going through that and then he lost his mom at that same time. And it was like too many things happening at once. What well, I got pulled away from her to become this powerful thing. Um, you know, and you could relate it to regular life. Like I went off to college to mm-hmm. get this great education and get this better job so that I can take care of my parents but your parents die while you're in college. Yeah. Wow. Right. And you never get the chance to pay them back for the life that they gave to you. And, you know, my, my dad died when I was, um, 33 and I I felt like I was robbed of the opportunity to show him the person that he could be proud of. You know, I never got to that mm-hmm. stage where I felt like he looked at his son and said, this was what all the sacrifice was for. Look where mm-hmm. he's gotten to, Yeah, you know? And I think, um, in the case of star Wars, Anakin has that same sort of situation. Like he became this very powerful being, but he wasn't able to save his mom and he wasn't able to show her this incredible thing that he had become on her sacrifice, her willingness to let him go, you know, yeah. which he knows was hard for her. Um, so it's, it's heartbreaking, you know? Yeah. It could be devastating. Just the thought of it, you know, and so many individuals go through that mm-hmm. and you know, you no no parent wants to go before, before their children, you know, for that purpose. Right. So that they could see them, you know, growing up and then in turn be grateful to be, this is what your hard sacrifice did for me and my, you know, brothers and sisters. But a lot of times they don't get to see that. Right. And then the flip side is you don't ever want to be a parent who watches their child go before them either. Oh, right? No. And in the case of Anakin, that's the life he was essentially presented by the Jedi who hid his children away from him. So when he thought he lost his wife in childbirth, he also thought he lost his son, <laughs> you know? Wow. And, and so his grief was multifold because these monks kept this secret from him. Then you got the young Luke who is born without a father, without a mother Basically into like foster care. Oh yeah, that's true. He's handed over to an aunt and uncle. He's handed over to basically CPS. <laughs> make sure that he gets stays with the family. Yeah, he gets. He gets Obi Wan. Obi Wan hovers around the periphery of his you life, know, and they're a good family. They're they're very. He's with the with the uh, um, uh, Jedi's. No, 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 no. When no. when huh? when Luke is raised, he's raised by Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, and Uncle Owen is okay. My bad. Is Anakin's my bad. My bad. half brother. So when, when Anakin left Tatooine, his mother eventually got bought out of her slavery by a man who fell in love with her. Ah. And so she had another son named Owen Lars and Owen married a woman named Baru. And so when, when Obi-Wan took Luke to put him into hiding, he gave him to Anakin's half brother. So let me just get this clear. So is Obi-Wan the gold? No, that's C-3PO. Okay. Now who's the little, the little R2-D2. Okay. 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 They haven't come yet. 
But are they always, do they always exist? Um, <clears throat> so from a storytelling perspective, there's a, a classic trope of having the two like droids. Sorry. In the course, in the course of Star Wars, they're droids. They're but droids. In, 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 in classic storytelling, there is a, there's a trope of having two regular people who are the, the observers of the grand things that happen within the story. So in Star Wars, R2-D2 and C-3PO are kind of the throughput for all these stories. They are droids who are by and large ignored by civilization because they're just, they're tools, essentially. Mm -hmm. They're kind of special droids, <laughs> you know, because they're surrounded by Jedi and senators and emperors and they're, they're on the periphery of all these amazing things that happen in the universe, but they're kind of the eyes that we see the story through. Oh, okay. okay. And um, I think George Lucas had stated that the kind of idea is that we're told these stories through the memories of these droids. Like that was the kind of original idea is that these droids were always there. So they're the ones who can tell the story. Cause every time I seen him, if Luke, right? Yeah. So he, they were always with Luke. So I thought always that they were like his protectors or something. In yeah. A way. They're, 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 it's basically like you have your phone with you now, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of like, like, you got your phone. Yeah. They're, they're, your, they're your utility that you turn to for every piece yeah. of information. Oh, okay. Like a, like a, like a handyman has his drill, like a dit, like a, a doctor has his stethoscope. Okay. Well, uh, so I, I think they were more than that because they, they were more than that. They, they, they have personalities like an and whatever, a... but, but at its core, R2-D2 is okay, an astromech yeah. droid. He can communicate okay, yeah. with the computer systems and Anti? display maps like and stuff for them. Like, he can, like he can fly ships. Like somebody that looked over C3PO them, you know? is a protocol droid. He right? has languages. He can know. interpret. He can, you know, observe and, and okay. do that sort of stuff. So, so they're, they're tools that help him through his journey, essentially. Um, and they're, and they're fun, comic they're, relief. Yeah. They're comic relief. <laughs> yeah. They're hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they're great toys too. The kids buy oh, them. Yeah. When you go somewhere, yeah. you're going to buy them. Yeah. yeah. So getting back, I know we can't go all day with this one, but, but <laughs> can't we, you, well, I could. <laughs> okay. So, so, uh, um, the uncle aunt and uncle get up, get Luke. Yeah. The aunt and uncle get Luke. Okay. And, and it should be known that. They know with this delivery of Luke that something happened to Anakin. They knew Anakin um, as a Jedi because he's the one who brought um, his mother back to the farm after she died. And so they know who Anakin is. They know that he's a Jedi. They know these horrible things have happened in the universe. And Anakin's mentor showed up with Luke and says, you, you know, hands the baby over and basically says, I need you to raise this kid. I'm going to stick around to make sure he's safe. And we need to not let anybody know who Sonny is. <laughs> right. Yeah. So two and two together, like Owen probably has a pretty decent idea that Anakin turned bad. I don't know if he knows that he's Darth Vader, but he knows that Anakin turned bad Anakin. and the universe is, gone to the emperor and fallen apart. But you know, Luke uh, grows up without his dad. Mom's dead. Dad's gone. He doesn't even know his dad. Well, here's, here's part of what I think is a little different in the Luke story from the Anakin story. So Anakin gets pulled away from his parents or from his mother at like age nine and then spends his teen years developing under this unloving, rigid dogma of the Jedi. Luke is allowed to live with his loving uncle and aunt until he's about 18, 19 years old. So even though they've got rules for him and they, they make him do chores and they, you know, they love him. They've provided a stable life for him. They've shown him what care can do. He's grown up under a nurturing system. And he doesn't become a Jedi until he makes that decision for himself to wield a lightsaber, stand up for things larger than himself, right? Whereas Anakin got pulled away as a child, 
before he really understood what it meant and and lost that care and that nurturing right as he probably needed it most right, right. yeah so i think luke had the better upbringing and that's what allowed him to stay on the light side as he faced the dark whereas anakin fell apart you know you know something that's this is this is uh going off the, just changing the chapter or changing maybe even changing the book a little but it, it, i didn't realize until uh, i went to disneyland or the whole disney disneyland experience that uh the 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 bad the di- the light the dark side mm-hmm. uh, so what, what class, classify uh explain the classifications if you may like as far as the colors so there's the the light what color is the 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 dark side well, if you're looking at lightsabers, okay, dark side users have red. Okay, okay, and then and then the 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 Jedi's are Jedi's are predominantly green, blue. Okay, give me. They a, have yellow. Okay, and then the, and purple. What's the other color? Purple. Or is there another like class or? No. So those are the only colors. Yeah, there's only like okay a, a handful so, of colors. So. You go and you see kids that have like the red and it's like, oh my God, I was like, why does that kid have red? <laughs> right. Cause some of our, you know, some of our, why do these kids identify with the dark side right. users so much? Some of our nephews, nieces and nephews got the red and I'm like, why would you let your kid get the red? Oh my God, he's dark. He's evil. And it's like, what are you talking about, dude? Dark Vader or the dark side. And I was like, cause I didn't, again, I didn't know I'm with you. I'm with you, bro. You know? And, it's, and they're explaining to me like, dude, you know, like. Luke got, you know, he got messed up or they're kind of breaking it down. Like they didn't have a whole podcast about it, but you get it. People understand the people mental understand the, 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 the stuff that went down and yeah. the hurt, the hurt and all that. that. And, and it's not through. bad, the dark side and the, the evil or whatever we portray. And they do a great job of imagery, making him black, making him red and the colors and the voice and all that of making it be this like, evil is what i don't know what they're trying to do but in today's age it's like almost like we're trying to like clear the plane make it even now maybe those youngsters know that there's hope right well i think i think in the end that's that's the story of star wars is like no matter how far you fall yeah you can be brought back you can be back luke's whole message in those first three movies was that i don't care how far my father has fallen I know he can be brought back from there. And that's super powerful storytelling. And it's exactly what we talk about all the time on this podcast. You could be hurting. You're suffering from mental illness. Help is available. There is a, another way to go than just succumbing to that illness. Right. Wow. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, so you know it's it's interesting it's worth a watch i mean yeah. you're talking about arguably the greatest trilogy of all time dave do you still have you have the cds 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 oh it's on disney plus it's on disney plus done. Oh, oh, I will we'll bring you vhs done. you know you got a betamax you know i'll take you to red box you could we'll get him there one of the one of the perks or one of the positive things that came out of the, the shutdown, you know, COVID, the pandemic, you know, we staying home with a family is we did the marathons. And one of them was that we did the Star Wars. We sat down because I was with you. Can't get past the paragraph. Can't we? I ain't trying to do this or that. It's too old. I, I'm, I'm, I passed my time. And then we sat down and forced it. Lost a couple along the way. And, and we, a couple of us forced it out of respect out of respect. Out of and, principle. At, no, out of respect. Because there's there's some true, and we did it, you know, and I'm glad I did. Yeah. I'm glad I did. I recommend it. I recommend it. Yeah. You well, I, and I think if you can approach watching it with your family um, from that perspective of the hero's journey and the and the mental health issues that are, are tackled throughout the stories, I think it's very powerful. Same thing with Harry Potter. Have Harry it. Potter's got a lot of the same type of tropes, you know? Harry Potter is a is an orphan and you know gr- oh, yeah, grew up in an unloving household and then yeah. discovers he's got a larger purpose Potter, yeah. in life for a larger Todo? yeah you know wow. power um have you 
Not all of it. All these stories are are, are struggle. Struggle. It's about overcoming struggle, overcoming expectations, um, and uh, and knowing that in the face of darkness, you can find the light within yourself. I will say that after watching the show, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, it was great. And then going to Disneyland (laughs) and going on that ride was like, wow. Yeah, what what he's talking about, Jason, is they actually built a whole new land at Disneyland. And you're like that is entirely Star Wars based. And it's legit wow. it's real like And once you've watched the movies, you walk into this land and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm in the movies. Yeah, this is I, I, I I told a dumb joke when when they when we got arrested and they're like talking to me in the voice and like threaten me and it's like, Oh, uh, okay. And then, and then there's some diehards there, like true diehards dudes with no guy adults there with no kids are telling me like, dude, shut up, act right. Oh my God. Did he <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> dude, I swear. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. This yeah, is serious. Cause the, Cause the bad guys patrol the land. It's serious, dude. It's, it's real. It's real. <laughs> It'd be quite the experience. Yeah, though. It's real. Yeah. I'm glad that I went on, I watched it before I went on that. Yeah. You know, because it definitely I, changes the. Experience. I did Harry Potter at Universal. At Universal, yes, I fit in the ride by sheer God's grace. Two staff had to bolt <laughs> yeah. me in there. Okay. <laughs> same, same yeah, situation. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't dig that. But uh, <laughs> uh, I swear. And then they say go, and I'm just praying the whole time. Yeah, please and don't come. Please don't. Un- un- <laughs> please don't unlock. <laughs> but uh, I, I didn't watch it, so it's yeah. like whatever. It's cool. Yeah, I yeah. like the I like the Harry Potter. Yeah, you should go. They got a whole experience at Universal. Uh, wasn't it a woman that, wasn't it the woman that uh, wrote the books about? J.K. Rowling. She actually wrote the books about, and I heard a story, I don't know how true it is, that she struggled with herself at a young age, too, as a single mom or something. Yeah, she was, on welfare she was a single mom and, on welfare when she wrote the first Harry Potter And she Potter wrote book. the first, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. And now look at And now she's the richest woman in England. <laughs> oh. Well, May the 4th. May the fourth be with you. Be with yes. you. And Revenge of the Fifth <laughs> is on the horizon. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Dave. Thank you for the insight. Thank yeah, you, thank you for the. Yeah, the thank you the for being pick, our story. And I'm going to start. I'm going to Star Wars Celebration at the end of May. Okay. So uh, in June's podcast, I can tell you how that went. Maybe okay. share some photos. I felt like you were very humble in your humility and and explaining to us and. Art, thank you. Sounds like you're very humble too, and you're, you got a. I'm just here for the ride. You got a little I'm Star here. Wars in you too, huh? <laughs> I, I like Star Wars. Uh, what, what character do you identify with? I actually like Boba Fett. Uh, Boba bounty, Fett, yeah, what, bounty hunter. Boba Fett. Oh, I haven't got there yet. You yeah, haven't got there, but as have a little, you watched as, it? As a little, you're kid, talking about the Mandalorian. As a little kid, I, I'm just on season two. I haven't got to Boba Fett yet. Have you watched Boba Fett yet, Art? Yes, as a little kid. I, that was my Halloween costume. Really? Yes. There you go. Oh, so yeah. even before the series. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh that's before bad. Series, See all this stuff, bro. See, it's so all this. The Mandalorian is before Star Wars? No, the Mandalorian. That's a good question. The Mandalorian TV series takes place after 4, 5, and 6. Yeah. Oh. Ah, so you can't go back to 1, 2, and 3 and until you've done that. Four, yeah, five, and six, then Mandalorian. Yeah, no, then no, no, go no, back. No, oh. No. It doesn't have any. Watch energy. 4, 5, and 6. One, two, and three, seven, eight, nine. Then you can go back and like watch all the shows. So there's a there's a whole cartoon series called The Clone Wars, which really fleshes out the Anakin Obi Wan storyline during the big war, and kind of fleshes out a lot of the story of Anakin and Padme's relationship as it develops. Um, and then after that, you would watch. There's a new one on Disney Plus called The Bad Batch, which immediately follows the Clone Wars. And then uh, there's another animated series called uh, Star Wars Rebels, which takes place just before four, five, and six. Those are all animated. Those are all animated. Those are all animated. That's like a month. That's like a month of. Yeah. If you wanted to sit down and like really dive into Star Wars with me, it would be a two month journey. Mm. And then, and then uh, the the baby Yoda, the baby on. That's if all we did was watch Mandalorian. (laughs) The baby is not Yoda, right? No. It has no relation. Well, the same species. Same species. Okay. Yeah. Nobody knows if they're related or not. Okay. But since the Jedi are not supposed to have attachments, attachments. and stuff, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm the on, general assumption is that they're not related. I'm on, I'm on season two, episode two of the Mando. So I haven't got to the, I haven't got to your boy. 
You better get on it because uh, uh, Mandalorian season three comes out, I think, later this year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. So are you wow. good? Okay. Are you going to watch Star Wars? I will start Star Wars tonight. Three, I, four, and five. Right? You know what? There's four, no five, be- and six. Or four, There's five, no better and six. time than tomorrow, May 4th. Start I may even watch it tonight. Oh yeah, may the fourth be with you. So start it <laughs> May fourth tomorrow. It. You know I can do. I'll do it with you. Yeah, may the fourth be with you, bro. Yes. And if you want, I can do it with you, and then and and we could chat. You know, because I, I like you said, I I, I would probably wouldn't pass a one on one course. You know. Yeah. <laughs> David. Well, it's been nice. Close us out, brother. All right, guys. As uh, what about life? Uh, as always. Been sitting here with the PI team. It's been a fun conversation. Yeah. I kind of like these off the hip episodes. Yeah, it worked out. It worked out. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Yeah. And uh, to everybody out there, may the fourth be with you. Indian Health Council's What About Life podcast is made possible by the Prevention and Early Intervention Program funded by the County of San Diego Mental Health Services Act. Indian Health Council's Behavioral Health Hotline can be reached Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. by calling 760-751-6004. That's 760-751-6004. If you're outside of Indian Health Council's service area and are experiencing a mental health emergency in San Diego, call the San Diego Access and Crisis Line at 1-888-724-724. 7240. That's the San Diego Access and Crisis Line at 1 724 7240. Or call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1 800 273 8255. That's 1 800 273 8255 for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Help is available. All you have to do is reach out for it. Indian Health Council, empowering Native wellness since 1970.